God is with you. Let us pray. Challenging God, whom the world judges mad or worse, reveal our life's distortions posing as normality. Enlarge our sense of family and cast down the kingdom of cruelty and exclusion through Jesus Christ. Amen. On June 16, 1858, the Illinois Republican Party nominated Abraham Lincoln for senator in hopes of defeating the incumbent Stephen Douglas. Although Illinois was a free state, the election was driven by the national tension regarding slavery. On this topic, Lincoln challenged Douglas, who supported slavery by not opposing it. This resulted in the famous Lincoln-Douglas debates you might remember from history class. But before those debates, while accepting his nomination, Lincoln gave the following speech. A house divided against itself cannot stand. I believe this government cannot endure permanently half-slave, half-free. I do not expect the union to be dissolved. I do not expect the house to fall, but I do expect it will cease to be divided. It will become all one thing or all the other. Either the opponents of slavery will arrest the further spread of it and place it where the public mind shall rest in the belief that is in the course of ultimate extinction, or its advocates will push it forward till it shall become lawful in all the states, old as well as new, north as well as south. This concern for the spreading of slavery helped Lincoln energize so-called free states. Lincoln put an end to the tenuous status quo, which is exactly what Jesus did in his speech that we read today. This is not an easy passage. It contains some religious trigger words. Satan, sin, demons, Beelzebul, blasphemy, and unclean. Let's acknowledge those words and set them aside for a moment so we can unpack the most important part of this passage. The parable of the strong man. No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then, indeed, the house can be plundered. Weird, right? It doesn't sound like Sunday school Jesus. But this is the heart of Mark's gospel and one of the most important lines in the whole New Testament. 
we've jumped back into Mark after an extended period in John, and we'll spend the rest of the liturgical year with Mark. Today, Jesus and the disciples have hit the big time. Think crowds of screaming girls chasing the beetles around, but instead of preteen girls, it's poor and sick peasants from the Palestinian countryside. Jesus and the band are so popular that Mark says they could not even eat. Amidst this popularity explosion, the scribes came down from Jerusalem. Like Lincoln, Jesus went from frontier nobody to the national stage. And these capital city folks show up and try to discredit Jesus using one of the oldest tricks in the book. Slander. They associate him with an enemy. In the Cold War days of McCarthyism, this meant calling someone a communist. More recently, perhaps it would be like calling someone a terrorist or discrediting a story by calling it fake news. Biblical scholar Ched Myers wrote an immensely influential political commentary on Mark's gospel called Binding the Strongman. Concerning this tactic by the Jerusalem scribes, Myers writes, when the ruling class feels its hegemony threatened, it tries to neutralize challengers by identifying them with the mythic cultural arch demon. This neutralization often takes a form of dehumanization, such as saying that deported immigrants are, quote, not people, they are animals. Jesus responds with his favorite foil, parables. We know the house divided one, thanks to Lincoln. But to clarify the context of that, Jesus is criticizing the logic of his accusers. Jesus couldn't build Satan's house and tear it down at the same time. Fair enough. But this second parable, the strongman one, is less familiar to us. By the grace of God is one of the few things in the Bible that popular culture has not appropriated for some other purpose. Binding the strongman, this weird parable. Chad Myers calls this Jesus' declaration of ideological war with the scribal establishment. Are you familiar with Aikido? Aikido is a Japanese martial art performed by flowing with the motion of an attacker rather than opposing it straight on. The practitioner directs an attacker's momentum with turning motions followed by various throws or joint locks. When the Jerusalem scribes come and accuse Jesus of being a criminal, Jesus pulls some Aikido. You call me a criminal? Let me tell you what type of criminal I am. Jesus puts on the criminal mask the scribes offer and gives them this parable as advice for criminals like him. He says, no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then indeed the house can be plundered. What does Jesus mean? Who is the strong man? The strong man is the oppressor, the man. 
A strong man is Jesus' metaphor for the religious establishment, for the people who have come to strong-arm Jesus into submission. But it also serves as a metaphor for that granddaddy of churchy words, Satan, the personification of sin. Broadly speaking, the strong man is whatever holds us back. It's our hang-ups, our baggage, your fear, your anxiety, your pain, your self-judgment, your doubt. That stuff binds us and grips us and keeps us from being who we are made to be. That baggage, that fear, that judgment is strong. It's no coincidence that when Stephen Douglas learned of Lincoln's nomination, Douglas stated, Lincoln is the strong man of the party. He was essentially calling Lincoln the devil. Jesus is tired of bullies like Douglas and these big city scribes. He's tired of the corrupt religious authorities making everyone feel bad about themselves and crippling the poor financially. Jesus has come to clean out the corruption of the religious political and political systems. He is going to bind the strong man to tie up everything that keeps us from the liberating power of God's love. Jesus is proposing to tie up the strong man and plunder his house. I love this. It makes the work of Christian community sound like piracy or Robin Hood. Jesus wants to steal from those who steal from others. Jesus wants to steal those who are held captive so that everyone can live into the deep reality that we are all connected. The reality that there are over 2 million undocumented sisters and brothers in California that are a crucial part of our culture and economy. The reality that there are 8.7 million species of organisms that live interdependent lives on a planet whose climate is changing. The reality that Jesus articulates today, we are all sisters and brothers. Jesus is tying up everything that divides us in order to remind us that we are treasure. And we can treat everyone around us as treasure. Imagine walking down the street and seeing every person you meet as someone you treasure, someone you love. Imagine if all you who are graduating could soon look out fearlessly into a future of an unbound freedom and opportunity. That is our work together to dispel the house divided and clear the path ahead to, as John Paul Litterac suggests, nourish and foster the creative imagination that permits people to bring into the world something that does not now exist. To bind up all that keeps us back and release the fullness of life.
们。The mustard seed this week is to ask the simple question that Jesus asked: "Who are my brothers and sisters?" As you carry out your life this week, as you're waiting in line, waiting in traffic, as you're sitting at your computer, as you're going through finals, whatever you're doing this week, ask that question: "Who are my sisters and brothers?" Have a great week. With trust and hope, we turn our hearts to God in prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the good earth and for the wisdom to live into our interdependence with all of God's creation. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For the poor and the oppressed, for the unemployed and the destitute, for prisoners and captives, and for all who remember and care for them. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God, the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. For deliverance from all violence, oppression, and degradation. For the good work of this community, may our roles be uplifted by one another as we do healing work in Isla Vista and beyond. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. We pray for UCSB and the ending of this quarter for all who are about to graduate and all looking at their future. For all of these, we pray. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. God of love, hear the prayers of your people. All that we have asked faithfully, grant that we may obtain effectually to your honor and glory. Amen. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying,
go in peace to love and serve the Lord.